0: Podcasts. I think Tevin Jenkins' move to IR is as, as significant as anything because it's another symptom of what's happening with that offensive line. It's another symptom of what's happening to Tevin with uh, the move to IR with Ryan Poles saying that they would designate Tevin to return. He, he he is mandated to miss the first four games of the season by league rules. The Bears' Week 5 game is a short week game against the Carolina Panthers on a Thursday. So you don't see any real chance for Tevin Jenkins to uh, miss the first four games and then suddenly get back on the practice field for a short week of practice. So you're talking about a minimum of five games that your presumed starting left guard will now miss probably longer. And so the, it, it adds up to the shuffle on the offensive line. It's been an, uh, a day and a week of introductions at Hallis Hall, David. We've got a lot of new faces, uh, Dan Feeney, Khalid Kareem, Quindell Johnson, Trent Taylor. There's a whole bunch of, uh, of of new faces being added to a roster that was new to begin with. I think as of Thursday morning, twenty six of the fifty three players that are on the on, on the the fifty three man roster arrived with the Bears since last season ended. So that tells you how much turnover is continues to go on and what Ryan Poles continues to do to this
1: roster. I'm mildly surprised at that. I thought the number would be lower than it is. I thought maybe the continuity may carry over a little bit more, but I think this just reinforces the idea how really young uh, of a team this remains and how unproven they are. And also Ryan Poles is going to continue to look for uh, ways to upgrade in terms of talent. And I think no more, did you see that in the two moves that they made in letting Terrell Lewis and A.J. Thomas go after spending training camp with the Bears at Howells Hall and then they are basically replaced by guys who haven't been in the system, haven't been in the program, and while we're not going to change our season opinion based on the 52nd or 53rd guys on a roster, that to me reflected just a, a regime that's uh, hell-bent on upgrading.
0: Yeah, oh, well, look, and and it, it, the, the championship contending teams aren't doing this level of turnover. They're not right. doing this level of uh, revolving door work at the front of their their building. And so it is what it is. Um, Ryan Poles was asked directly on Wednesday about his progress in, in rebuilding this roster. And I, I believe he gave the numbers 75 to 80% of the way there. So it tells you the progress that he believes they've made. It tells you the progress he still wants to make going forward. And so now you're just trying to get this all put together in a way that makes you as competitive as possible for September 10th against Green Bay Packers. Obviously, you have to have a bigger view than that for the entirety of the 2023 season and beyond. But but right now, uh, focus starts to shift, David, to that game against Green Bay because it is going to be, as we've talked about, a bright lights Big stage game that that is going to have uh, stakes and a magnitude to it that that, that really can be uh, tone setting for the entire season. A
1: few housekeeping things before we get to some big picture things that Ryan Poles addressed. Wanted to get your impressions. Number one, just to, to, to finish off the thought, the two players I'm referring to are defensive end K- Khalid Kareem from the Colts and safety Quindell Johnson from the Rams. Uh, they are the additions, and Terrell Lewis and AJ uh, Thomas are the subtractions. Um, Dan, does that say much to you except for they're just looking for depth? And then uh, in addition to that, Trent Taylor signed to be the punt returner sight unseen. Uh, basically he got the job before he, I, I think, uh, parked his car at Hallis Hall.
0: Yeah, well, he does have background in history with special teams coordinator uh, Richard Hightower from their days together in San Francisco. Uh, Richard Hightower was with the 49ers when Taylor was drafted into the league in 2017. And so there is... A history there. When Ryan Poles was asked about this on Wednesday afternoon, he essentially said it's the reliability and the consistency that Trent Taylor brings that made him a, a, an attractive pickup at this point of the summer. Uh, he said, you can, you know, when the other team is getting ready to, to, to punt us the football, you can go get a snack and go to the bathroom and feel good that that your team's going to have the ball when you get back. And, and, and so look, like, you know, We've been in this city when there's been a punt returner back there where you didn't want to leave your seat, where you wanted to stay there and you wanted to see the electric playmaking ability of Devin Hester. Right now, they're baby-stepping toward progress, and one of those things is, let's just make sure we have the football after they punt it to us. Obviously, Bayless Jones couldn't give them that peace of mind, and so they went in a new direction.
1: I thought it was interesting that he made a joke about that because obviously that everybody knew that the Bears had made fourth down, the punt return, more suspenseful more su- suspenseful than necessary. And that was because of Bayless Jones' lack of consistency. So th- that's that's a move in the right direction. Uh, I don't know about seven wide receivers on this roster, Dan. I don't know how long that will be the case. Do you think that they will maintain that going into week one?
0: Look, it's a numbers game. You're always putting that piece Uh, that puzzle together week by week, trying to figure out what you need. And it's usually uh, dictated by, by who can give you what on special teams as you, as you sift through the other positions, you know, they're all intertwined with who's healthy, who's not, and who can play what roles, on special teams. Um, seven is a little beefier than you're used to, but it's not exorbitant. Um, and they could certainly afford to do that if, if you make two of those guys inactive on game day and you have your other roles sort of accounted for. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, they certainly seem like they are uh, intent on giving Bayless Jones the kick return job and intent on giving him more opportunity to try to figure out what else he can do for this football team. And so uh, that's what he is going to be bringing to the roster at this point.
1: Everything is fluid with the roster, but the addition, or I guess being reunited, Nathan Peterman probably didn't even leave Lake Forest, but he's back on the roster, and I think that there's a good chance, based on the way Ryan Poles sounded, uh, Matt Eberflus also probably talked about this, but Nathan Peterman probably will be... QB two heading into week one with Tyson Bagent uh, on the roster, but that emergency quarterback number three, it says to me, Dan, and maybe you have some clarity here, but they were more concerned with the team, maybe poaching Bagent if he were left exposed than Peterman who has been there already on the waiver wire and teams have passed him in the past. So I think that was probably a shrewd move with the expectation all along that he would return because as you can tell us, uh, Justin Fields (laughs) and Nathan Peterman have have a pretty good rapport and his presence is valued by QB1.
0: Yeah, and in our next episode David, we're going to get a chance to hear from from Justin directly on some of uh, what he values about about Nate in that role and 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 what they're looking at right now. I think you're correct to assume um that while this is fluid it sure seems to be pointing in a direction that Nathan Peterman will be your number 2 guy when you play the Packers at Soldier Field give Tyson Bagent a little bit longer runway to figure out what life in the NFL is all about before putting too much on his plate in that regard. And so uh look like they they had this this plan in the works. I don't know why they been so cryptic and just sharing it and saying, yeah, Nate's going to be our number two for next week and and on March, because clearly they've insinuated enough with what, what his value is to that room, how he can be a resource to Justin, how he can help the defense uh, prepare, how he can do all the different things that come with being a backup quarterback in that league. And so, yeah, he's he's back. Uh, and and I think that they breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief knowing that they can take three uh, to week one and and now they can kind of feel this out as they go. Um, and to your point, yeah, I think they were a little hesitant to, to just uh, take the risk of putting Bajan on the waiver wire and then losing him and regretting it. And so uh, that's where we are.
1: One of those uh, spots on the roster created when Doug Kramer, the center from Illinois, placed on IR. Tough break for somebody <laughs> who missed last season due to injury. Had a very strong camp, got injured again. Dan, he has to wait four games now, I think, to come off of uh, injured reserve. Yeah. Um, how big of a blow is that, or is that expected all along?
0: No, I mean, look, like I think it's expected because that's what – precipitated the the move for Dan Feeney as, as you just realize that Doug Kramer was beat up. Lucas Patrick's been in and out of the lineup all summer and spring and and last year and everything else. And so you just needed to to, to get a guy that could play guard or center for you. And that's why, why Dan Feeney is here. And so, yeah, it's a, another setback for Doug Kramer, who was hurt. All of last year and uh, a tough break at the end of uh, a summer where he was starting to get some opportunity because of the injuries in front of him, but such is life in the NFL. And, uh, you know, again, like the it's a four game minimum absence, but the Bears fifth game is a short week game against the Panthers and so really for these guys it's probably a five game absence at minimum and then we'll see what they do when we get into the middle of October.
1: Before we get to the Ryan Poles sound wanted to get your thoughts on the Titans kind of collecting the Bears discards and Travis Gibson and Kendall Vildor two guys who contributed to the Bears defense in 2022 but as you pointed out pretty well uh, this is part of the upgrading the talent level. Ideally on the bears roster, both those guys are going to Tennessee to play for the Titans or at least get a chance. And uh, both of those guys probably uh, feel like they they have something to prove now. So,
0: Kevin Turks is at the the top of the the pro personnel department in Tennessee. He's one of the guys that helps them make those decisions. He was in-house hall for a, for a long time. Uh, I believe he was here when when, when Gibson and Vildor were drafted uh, during the COVID year in 2020, so there's some familiarity there that, that that allows those things to come together really quickly. I'm excited for Travis. Um you know, we as promised earlier in the week asked Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham, what was it that that didn't live up to your expectations or, or how come Travis couldn't meet the standard to, to keep a spot on the 53-man roster? And Ian sort of insinuated that they felt like Travis was just more productive in a 3-4 scheme. The irony to that is he came out of Tulsa where he played almost predominantly in a four-three defense, as a defensive end, as opposed to a stand-up outside linebacker in a three-four. And so, when this new regime came in and went back to that four-three, the belief was, okay, this is going to put Travis right back in his wheelhouse, right back in his comfort zone. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't turn out that way, and and now he's gone, and he's starting a new in Tennessee. But I'm happy for him to get get that opportunity. He'll be there with Kendall. They'll be able to, to to lean on each other as they get acclimated at a new surroundings, and and off they go in Tennessee.
1: I thought Josh Lucas, the former director of, of pro personnel, I believe, with the Bears under Ryan Pace, he was on 670 The Score on Thursday, and he made an interesting point about Travis Gibson. He said he felt like he took a step backward in his career the more he played. When he came a, became a starter, he wondered if that was the best thing for his career because he was the type of player, and, and Josh would be in a position mm-hmm. to know this, that the more he played, the less you got out of him, that he needed to be ideally a 15 to 25 snap guy who could play at a high level because of his conditioning and other things, maybe with his athletic traits. And I just wonder if if that is what his future will hold, whether it's with Tennessee or elsewhere. These guys often resurface, and pass rushers can last a long time when they become specialists. And I wonder with Travis Gibson, if he's going to be another example of Less is more when it comes to snaps and production.
0: Look, it's a good question, and you you're uh, around long enough to remember Mark Anderson and what he did in yep. a situational role for the, the the last team that played for a Super Bowl for this organization. And so sometimes you just find a niche. And, and Travis Gibson was very fortunate to come into the league at a time where he got to share a room with Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn and learned a lot from those guys. And also when he got on the field, those guys were commanding quite a bit of attention. You know, to take away from him and open up some opportunities on the opposite side uh, to, to 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 do some damage and he did some damage and was able to, to excel to a certain level. We'll see what's what's in store for him in Tennessee, what their vision is for him there and, and what it looks like going forward.
1: P.J. Walker ends up on the Browns practice squad so he remains Man. in the league. He'll get another chance. Jacoby Brissett moved on in Cleveland so they were looking for some veteran presence They're behind Deshaun Watson, maybe some security. Uh, P.J. Walker, though, is, is still in the league somehow.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, like there's room For guys like that he has starting experience he has starting success he has uh veteran knowledge and insight that that he can bring into a quarterback's room it just didn't work out here in chicago and um we can talk a little bit more about that in a couple minutes but uh obviously the bears were were comfortable pulling the plug and, and going in the direction that they chose to go in um and and on again another another guy out the door as more guys come in the door